Well, I'll tell you, it's one of the things I love about real estate is that, you know, you take, okay, in this case, a piece of land in the middle of Oregon, right? And so some guy looks at it one day and it's like, this would be a great spot for a golf course. Yeah. I'm going to build a business on here. Then a real estate guy looks at it and is like, well, we should build some houses. We should build a hotel. We should build another business. And it's like, it's just this one plot of land, whatever someone imagines ends up becoming the business. And that's what like attracts me so much to developing a golf course community one day is like, you know, let's just say you go get this amazing piece of land in Oregon, for instance, and you can go get it for 10 million bucks. And all of a sudden you could go literally create a billion dollars of value on this piece of land. You build the right homes, you get the right, you know, amenities, you get the right businesses on it. I mean, you could create a billion dollars of like economic value. It's not hard to do. Well, I don't want to say it's not hard, but it's like, it's very feasible. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's the, that's even my addiction on the ground up game too, right? You take an idea. Yeah. You see if it's financially feasible and then you get to bring it to life every single day. And there's nothing like doing that. It's, it's an addicting process and there is a lot of equity creation there, right? A lot. Yeah. I mean, a ton, both on, if you do it on a single family side, right? Let's say you're going to flip a house, flipping a house. What's the average profit you guys usually make on flipping a house? We aim for 10%. 10%. So what in a number th- like 30 Yeah. Grand, so I mean, if, if our grand? average house, the median house right now is 400 grand. So we're trying to make 40. Yeah. Make 40. On a ground up game, you know, on the ground up side, you're probably going to double that more like 80 to a hundred, right? Now yeah. it's going to take a little bit longer, probably double the time. You're not going to be able to just put lipstick on it, but there's a definitely a lot more equity creation in there. There's a lot more profit in there. Yeah. If you do it right. Yeah. The thing I like about development too, I, you know, so this is all my theory and yeah. talking to guys like you and, you know, other big guys, but it's just like, you have to find less deals. You know, if I want to go do a hundred house flips, it's like, all right, well, I got to find a hundred different deals, negotiate them all and try to make my 10%. With development, it's like, all right, well, you could go find one piece of land. <laughs> you got your hundred lots go build. Yeah. And you got your hundred deals in one transaction. And now, yeah, you're going to spend the next few years, you know, doing them, but still it's a a different ball game. And like, it's actually more certain than a flip because you know, your cost, like it's just there. We're not getting into these flips that, you know, we, we get into something and now we're like, Oh boy, here's another extra 20 grand that we didn't see before. And all that. Yeah, exactly. When you're doing a flip, you don't know exactly what's behind the walls. And, you know, it's, it is tricky. I mean, even in the ground up game, you said it right. It's like, it takes just as much energy to do a big deal as it does a small deal, right? Same process, same timeline. So you might as well do a big deal. Might as well do a hundred lots, right? Rather than I've learned that lesson the hard way. I had two, two houses, 60 miles away, right? We're doing the same exact house on infill lots. I'll never do that again. (laughs) I will only build, now I build in threes, right? If I'm going to do something, I'm building threes or fives or tens. I'm not, it's just like all in the same, like the same subdivision. Exactly. Like you said, right? Because if I'm 60 miles, if I'm 60 miles apart, right? You have to factor in my superintendents have to drive both ways. You just have to factor in all these things. And I learned that the hard way, you know, so Yeah. I mean, you're 29 and you've done, you said $30 million of, you know, development so far. So like, what, what is that consisted of? Yeah. We just finished up an 84 unit. My first big deal I ever put together was an 84 unit deal. Um, six, tell me, tell me about the 84 unit deal. Yeah. Yeah. So six, it's six buildings. We, the land was, a. as you know, real estate's a relationship game. So one of my best friends, he's a local realtor. He was at church and a guy that owned a property, he bought, a guy bought 10 acres, super smart guy, 
kind of goes back to what you're saying. He bought 10 acres, subdivided it into four lots, mm -hmm. built 110 assisted living units. That's his business, right? Mm -hmm. And then he, he had two more lots that he was selling. He told my buddy Jake at a Bible study one night, hey, I'm trying to sell this land. Do you have anybody that would be interested? He brought it to me. We looked at it quickly. We were able to very quickly understand and see there was a lot of value in it and put a deal together. Kind of crazy how it all happened. Actually. Yeah. Tell me like the numbers and like how it happened. Yeah. So it was, he wanted, he wanted about 1.2 for it. Uh-huh. Right. And the way that that multifamily game works, if you wanted to quickly understand what you actually can pay for a piece of land, you want to begin with the end in mind. So it's all based on, Hey, when I finish this apartment complex, what is it worth yep. on the back end on a per unit basis is how I always think about it. So I know that in that area that a finished unit is going to be worth about 250,000 per unit. And I can work backwards from there. We use what's called the 10% rule. So I'm going to want to pay no more than 10% per unit for the raw land or, okay. tw or 25 grand, right? Yep. That's, that's how we look at the value. That's how appraisers typically look at the value. He wanted 1.2 million for the land or about 14,000 per unit. Got and it. I knew it was immediately, I knew it was going to get appraised for around 25,000 per unit. So we tied the deal up. I, at that time, I didn't have much cash. I tied the deal up with $12,300 down. So I put 1% down, tied it up. Then we started doing our, all of our due diligence, got, got the team in place, got it all tied up. We had six months of due diligence. We started pushing it out to different investors. And you know, the nice thing about deals like that is once you have them in control and tied up, banks want to loan on multifamily. Investors want to put their money in if you're going to get into the land, right? And we tied it up in June. And before we had to release our earnest money for due diligence, we had the appraisal in place. We had all our hard costs in place. It the project cost us $19 million to build all in. And we had an appraisal in place for 23 million. Okay. So we had $4 million of, of equity creation before we even had to close on the deal. Super easy to sell to investors. And in February of 2022, we closed on it and started building that same year. So we how much did you have to raise to do the deal? We, we ended up putting four and a half million in. So you need four and a half million of cash. Yeah. The bank provided the the rest of the 19. Correct. Okay. And then for people who don't know, like, let's just walk through this deal, like how it works actually. So you had to go to investors, get four, four and a half million bucks right there at close. Nope. We okay. had to raise, raise, we only had to raise for the purchase price of the land, 1.2 million. Okay. So you raised for 1.2 million. Yep. Cash. Yep. Then what? How did the rest work? Yeah, so we knew we knew that the total was going to be four point five, but we didn't have to raise it all at once. Close close for one point two. Okay, right. Get the land, own the land, go and get the entitlements and the permits to build, and then with construction, the nice thing is the bank's not going to make you put all the money in up front. It'll be a trickle to hit your equity threshold, right? So as construction starts, we get construction draws. Let's say the general contractor finished the foundation, he's going to bill us for that. Once we hit that $4.5 million equity threshold, then the loan starts kicking in. So mm -hmm. it was a it was a drawn out process, a drip process of of cash outlay, right? So basically you guys had to come up with the first four and a half million. Correct. Like so there was no loan. It's like, hey, we're paying out of pocket. Correct. Each step of the way, we've hit it. Now 
they'll start funding the rest. Yep. Based on that appraisal. So we did have clarity on how much we had to raise, right? We knew that based on that appraisal, this is what they'll loan us. They gave us their loan amount and then we were able to, to take it through. Yeah. Cause at that point you've got the land as collateral, you've already developed to a certain degree. Yep. And so, you know, they gave you, what was that? 75% yep. loan to value. Yeah, exactly. A little bit higher, but yeah. Okay. Yep. So this was in 2022. I mean, we're now at the end of 2023 and we're filming this. So you're already done with that project. Yeah. We just finished it. We just started leasing. That was fast. It. Yeah. It was like I told you, right. We were able to, that's what I like about the apartment development versus like, if you're going to go develop a resort community, that's big picture, right? You got to have, you got to be patient. You got to be a 20 year game. It's a 20 year game. So what I like about the apartment is we can get in and out in 24 months, right? In and out in 24 months. And now we're in that phase. The biggest thing with development is there's really three big things you have to master. You got to understand your construction cost, your budgets, right? If your performers aren't any good because you don't understand your construction cost. If I wasn't in the game myself, if I didn't know what it actually costs to build units, if I didn't know the day to day of what it costs, it'd be really hard to do it, right? So you got to know your numbers because you could literally kill a project. Let's say I told everyone that it's a great project, but we built it for 24 million and it's only worth 23. That, just ha- that ha- it happens, right? Yeah. So but it, it looks great. But it looks really good. So you got to know your, <laughs> you got to know your numbers. Then the debt structure is one of the most important things as well, right? I think one of the, one of the things that we looked at was, Hey, where are interest rates at? We decided to work with a small regional bank and we locked in a typical process would be you'd get your construction loan, get it stabilized, and then you'd put permanent debt on. We didn't really want to be guessing in today's interest rates where it was going to be at. So we locked in our interest rate, our 11 and a half year play, 18 months interest only, and then permanent loan amortized over 30 years with a 10-year balloon. We locked that in up front. So we were able to lock in the debt. At how, fi- much, go ahead. How, much, how much did you lock it in at? 5.35. So and we under, Yeah, well, we underwrote at 6%. So we were happy, right? This the classic saying of under promise overperform. Yeah. Right. And then the third thing on the underwriting, we were good on the debt structure. We we're good on the budget side. The third component is then what are the rents actually going to be? So what I like about that versus trying to analyze what you're going to be able to sell a house for, rents are way more sticky. Six months, 12 months, right? We can look at rents and they may flatten, but we're not going to see like in a neighborhood, if somebody decides to sell their house for fifty thousand dollars cheaper that's going to kill our comps, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but with rents, it's a lot more sticky. So that prediction, that kind of future bet, it's much more reliable. And that's the stage we're in now is, hey, what did we, what do we perform our rents for? And what are we getting rents for? And we're very blessed that, you know, we, we underwrote it very conservatively in three scenarios, worst case, realistic, best case, and we're hitting our best case rents. 